guys, brand new podcast. And it is one. Wait, I'm on tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scroll the dates. Scroll the dates. Scroll the dates. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know where I am right now, but I know I'm on the road. And I know I'm I'm pushing it hard. And I'm trying to be healthy. And I'm trying to work out. So if anyone wants to bring any press juices to my show, that would really help me out. Press juices, a salad maybe. Maybe just a night off. Someone could drug me with a half a Xanax, nope, half a milligram. Don't, no Never one, mind. No one drug nope. me. No one drug me. No one drug me. But be careful what you say. Today's podcast is a great one. I've been fans of this guy for a very long time. A very long time. Since 2019. Mm-hmm. You talked um, about him on Open Tabs in the early episodes? We've talked about him on Open Tabs. Him and his wife have a uh, a YouTube channel called Sailing La Vagabond. It is one of my favorite things to watch. Uh, they I've watched them sail in a small boat to upgrade their boat to a French boat, to getting pregnant, to having a child, to locking down during quarantine on a boat from island to island. I've watched them have a second child, and now they're getting ready for an, yet another adventure uh, that will hopefully we'll meet up with them in, in the Bahamas. I would love that. I don't know if that's going to happen, but very quite possibly I'll be sailing to Hawaii with him in June. Uh, me and him and... Either we, maybe I'll just won't do it for a TV show. What are the odds that's going to fucking happen? What are the odds Burt Kreischer isn't going to bring a camera with him and then post this shit online? Never. Never. Um, he is from South Australia. He worked, We talk about that. We talk about South Australia and the mentality that he grew up around. We have a couple beers. He, he admittedly says he's nervous, which I think is hilarious because the guy's got fucking a million more youtube subscribers subscribers than i do uh but he is very genuine honest and i gave him a pair of my flip-flops at the end of the show at yeah. the end of the show i gave him a pair of my flip-flops and he fucking loved them he couldn't stop saying they're so comfortable they're so this is a flip-flop dude he lives on a boat these are, i told him these were his dress-up flip-flops um i gotta get his, a pair for his wife his wife elena is a musician a songwriter an editor she does all the editing they shoot it and she's a mother of two this woman wears so many fucking hats, and she actually really does wear a lot of good hats. She's got a good hat game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of their stuff. Like I said, their YouTube channel, Sailing La Vagabond. Uh, I think I think if you check it out, you'll like it. Give it a subscribe. Leave a positive comment. Uh, sign up for their Patreon. Their Patreon is also under Patreon, under Sailing La Vagabond. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, man, it's a good tap out. And if you're a guy like me, who really draws energy from the ocean and wishes he could be sailing. But when you can't go sailing, it's fun to see where they sailed to. They've sailed some fucking amazing places. So without further ado, I say that every time. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for my buddy, world sailor, world traveler, father of two, partner to a beautifully talented woman, and probably the reason to all the success that they have, I would argue. I think she is the driving force between this two. He is an awesome dude. Riley Whitelam. This is Yeah, uh, It is a real pleasure to meet you. I have watched so many of your videos. So many really? of your... Uh, really? Uh, yeah. So it started... It started when... Um, I was in Australia when it when I first started watching your videos. I was on tour, and uh, and I think it was I think I'm fascinated by um, sailing trans transatlantic. Yep. It 
it fascinates me. It yep. scares the living shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, there's so much I want. There's so much I want to talk to you about uh, about sailing because I'm really obsessed with sailing. Cool. Nice. I'm really obsessed with sailing. I think I almost bought a sailboat after watching your videos. I came back from Australia. I was like, I'm buying a sailboat. Fantastic. Pull that up closer. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so you. But let's start. So everyone knows who you are, and and how how I found you. You're from South Australia. I am. And that is where. That is. Uh, in the south of Australia, down no, the down the bottom in the middle. I'm from country South Australia. Country? What's that mean? Just regional. Just regional. Yeah. So yeah. like, because like, there's a place. I, I bet you know the guy too. There's a place called Exmouth. Yep. And there's a there's Brody a, Moss, fuck. Young Bloods. Dude, I, I, <laughs> you and him. I feel like you and him. I feel like you and him would get along really well. But then there's a part of Brody that is so like fucking. He's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, crazy. Yeah, he's yeah, a little yeah. bit of a wild man. Yeah, yeah. And you are so chill i'm fairly laid back yeah yeah, yeah so, we're quite different like that but certainly both ocean people so um so you grew up in south australia yep didn't go to college uh i failed quite miserably <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> instead you you found yourself on an oil rig yeah so yeah. Wait, tell me how that happens like because it seemed to me like you got yourself to an oil rig to basically end up where you are today kind of I'm, I'm not really sure um what made me decide to go down the sailboat path yeah um although there, there's a broken neck incident in rio de janeiro i saw you almost break your neck again on a transatlantic exactly fucking thing yeah and it was terrifying and i yeah. know that terrifying feeling yeah. wait how did you almost break your what tell me about your broken neck so me and some mates were traveling in um brazil and we were just backpacking through South America. And um, yeah, I'm, this is quite a long story, but long story short, I, I broke my neck. I needed to get spinal surgery in Brazil. Dad flew over. In like, Brazil? Yeah, it was pretty hectic. Had like, you, would, you, would you fall? Yeah, there's a the beach there, Copacabana. Yeah. And I sort of, I got sucked up into this wave and just dumped and I didn't know up from down. I heard my neck click. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, pretty wild. So yeah, spinal surgery there. And then, um, yeah, dad flew over and that he would say is the sort of the catalyst for scrapping it all jumping on a boat and sailing off into the wild blue yonder. I'm not sure. I think I might've been headed that way anyway, Yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So we, so you graduate high school. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I did pass high school. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you remind me of like, like some of my friends I grew up with in Florida. Yeah. Who's, they can figure out anything. They're smart as fucking shit, but just school wasn't for them. Yeah. I don't know if I'm smart as shit or, but I can figure <laughs> a few things out. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you broke your neck in Brazil and like what year, what year is this roughly? Oh, uh, that would have been 15 years ago. Holy shit. Wait, how old are you? Like, I thought you were like 30. Yeah, I'm mid thirties. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe not quite that long ago. So, how do you get on an oil rig? That terrifies me. Mm. And it seems like such a like young guy. I don't care. I know it's a little dangerous, but I'm just gonna stack cash and then try to get a check. Exactly. Yeah. Really. A, a chick or a check? A, but a check and a check. <laughs> it seems like a guy that would make one follows the yeah, other. Yeah. 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 Um. So, 
to get out there, it was very, very um, competitive at the time. Really? Um, yeah, like it, it was – the resources boom was kicking off. So I was in a uh, just the right place at the right time. Had to do some um, creative work with my resume, uh, maybe fudged a few things there and, yeah, managed to get out there and just worked my ass off. So that's 12-hour days, three weeks on, three weeks off. Three weeks on, three weeks off, just 12, 12, 12, 12. Yeah, yeah. And, and so wait, where is this located? Uh, remote northwestern Australia, all the way through to the Timor Sea and, yeah, just, just all around that area. Really? Northwest, western Australia. So you jump on a helicopter, you fly out, you work for three weeks like with uh, 120 dudes on board. It's a pretty uh, brutal environment. You're working really hard. It's pretty dangerous. And then, yeah, in your time off, you've got a pocket full of cash. You, I would go to the airport and just select a destination to fly to and cruise off and go and travel and have an awesome time. Wow, what a fun fucking life. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, hey? So yeah. you work for three weeks, go travel for three weeks, come back. Come back. Work for three weeks. Come back, like, thrashed, really? tired, yeah, hungover, and yeah. So um, how, what's a day like on an oil rig? Oh, it's a while ago now. Um, it's um, it's a good position to be in to talk about it as it being so long ago. You'd wake up early, go to a pre-start meeting, um, go out onto a deck. I was working with cranes, so this big crane would come over, a hook would come down. I'd run in, hook up this container, generally speaking, and then get the hell out of the way as the crane op would pick the container up and it would sort of, smash around into different things around you you'd just make sure that you were out of the way that, and that was i guess 90 percent of the job was just working with the crane up really yeah dangerous uh looking back yeah it was that there's um certainly positions you could get yourself into which were pretty dangerous at the time i was like ah no one out here is dying um so everything's fine yeah but yeah not like knowing looking back on it all there were some things that we were expected to do which probably were a bit a bit off was there booze out there no no nah. so you just work and then yeah go you get sleep. pretty fit that was the good thing about it yeah. yeah yeah and so you just are out there movie night or anything <laughs> yeah that, that was tv the internet was slow like you, yeah. you couldn't um get any banking done or yeah it was pretty difficult so you stack cash there yep yep so I saved up um, eventually. Like how much? Like like uh, like a hundred thousand dollars? Like thirty thousand dollars? Like like you don't have to give me an exact number. You don't seem no, like the kind of guy that talks like that. No, no, no. So <laughs> I, I I guess I saved up two hundred grand. Um, oh my god! Over over seven years. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and this was a big turning point. So there was dudes out there. The key is to get out, right? Yeah. Cause you can get stuck there and invariably um, you'll end up, you'll have a partner and then she'll, she'll leave you. Yeah. And then you, you, all of your hard work sort of gone and you, you go hard. There's a lots of horror stories out there. Really? Yeah, for sure. So seven it's years. So of, you, you did it, for, you did it for a while. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I learned a lot. I, I sort of looking back with, 
mixed emotions. Really? Yeah. How so? Yeah. Well, because it was it was a pretty brutal environment. I did I do have some really good friends that came from there, but it it just wasn't my people. Yeah. So it, it was hard, and some of the people that I work with, like especially this one cranot, was just the world's biggest asshole. Hey, like it's <laughs> I just hated working for him. Um. Actually, it was it this. It was quite funny. I, I've um I've got a bit of a story for you. Um, the classic thing to do is this guy pulled me in and he's like, "I realise you're not getting along with your with like your crew. You're a good lad. Um, we're gonna fuck him over. Like, come with me." And I was like, "Okay, what, what's going on here?" And he took me down into the into this um room and he he had some food dye, and he's like. We're going to go and put this in this dude's boots. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, just let me have a drink here. (laughs) (laughs) So this is an old classic, right, which I didn't know about. And he was looking after me. So you fill up this dude's boots just, just enough so that when they sweat, it'll go all through their shoes and their socks. Yeah. So this guy comes in. Where's the, where, actually, can I just bail from this whole story? No, 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 no. So they put the- I'm, quite, I'm very nervous. Why are you nervous? Uh, I, you're not a much of a talker. Like, uh, you, you're no, like, like I noticed that between the two of you, you were yeah. the one that didn't want to start the vlog. Yeah. She wanted to start the vlog. And yeah. you were just like, you were yeah. like, you you because that's not how you guys grew up. In yeah. South Australia, if you tried to talk, say like, I'm a badass. Or that you are worth something. People will be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You're not shit. Yeah. So I understand that part of your personality. That's yeah. why I offered you a beer. I was yeah. like, because I've watched Which you. I'm nearly through. No, by the way, I have more. <laughs> I have more. Um, But, okay, bail on the story. Let's let's go to the next. Let's go to the next question i have if we if we can if we can edit that out so no 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 no, like no such a stuttering buffoon no listen then, then i'll there's continue endearing there's endearingness to that so so your what your business is is vlogging and 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 sometimes taking people on your boat correct that you used to do that where like fans that were follow your patreon would come, yeah yeah could yeah. come out on the boat yeah but and you seem like a guy that one-on-one you are comfortable in quietness yeah you're comfortable not trying to sell yourself. Yeah. That's not who I am at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am hardcore promotion, hardcore don't like silence. I have no problem fucking talking. Yeah. So I and so that's why I was like, well, I'll grab a couple of beers. Yeah. Because when you have a beer on your boat, you don't seem like you drink often. Yeah. You seem like you have a like one beer or two beers. Oh no. Nah. I, I used to drink a lot when I was younger, especially during that that part of my life. But really? living on the boat um you need to be on the ball quite often so yeah i'm I'm not gonna um go and get smashed and then go for a sale it's too dangerous yeah i feel yeah yeah, so then so is there ever a time that you can just relax on a boat yeah yeah but when you're the captain if you've got a beautiful forecast like if you know for four days like there's going to be no wind or even you know just 24 hours but yeah it's it's not you're really not going to go getting blackout drunk on the boat because you crazy yeah so that's what i mean that's part of the th- reason i wanted to get a boat was i could get blackout drunk and go out but i guess i that's, i'm thinking of like motorboats like when we, when we were kids you'd go out on the I lake mean, pe- people do it but shit happens yeah right? it, and um it happens often enough that yeah if you're gonna do it for 
20, 30 years like I'm going to, then yeah, the chances of something happening would be, and that's a catastrophe as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get to you going to Europe. Yep. And meeting. Elena. You're now, are you guys married? No. You're, no. you're, you're chick. Yeah. You're yeah. chick. Who, 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 uh, who is the mother of two of your children? Yeah. 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 And you've been sailing with for how long? We've been sailing together for probably six and a half, seven years. I okay. Think. Yeah. Wow. It seems, I just discovered you guys when I was, hey, when was my Australian tour? Was it four years ago? Three years ago. Right. And I was obsessed. I was obsessed. I must have watched all your fucking videos. That's so cool, man. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's escapism. Yeah. Because, you know, when I, when I was in my senior year of high school, I was getting ready to go to college, and we took a sailboat through the Virgin Islands. Yeah. And uh, it was me, my sisters, my dad, my mom, and then we had a captain. Yeah. And we had a cook. And uh, it was my dad had a client that didn't want to pay him, would rather give him his boat and his captain for a week. Yeah. So it was like nice. Yeah. It was really nice. And I decided then, this is what I'm doing. I was really? Like, yeah. I was like, this is what I'm doing. It was. Actually, I was going to say, so I listened to your podcast that you did with um, Van Neistat. Yeah. And at some point during that, you said that you drew power from the ocean. I do. I draw hardcore power from the ocean. That's sick it's uh well it's it i grew up in florida so the ocean was part of our lives growing up yeah did you cruise over to the bahamas often? all the time or, yeah, all the right. time all, okay. all the time probably i want to say i want to say every it felt like every other weekend in ninth grade wow in ninth grade i had a buddy whose dad had a boat in the bahamas yeah and his dad liked to gamble so we'd fly over to the bahamas all the time yeah and you just go out and we'd take a tank sink it to the bottom dive down take hits off the tank swim around take another hit off the tank swim around See, Sup super dangerous what? yeah <laughs> super dangerous yeah we were kids we didn't know any better yeah and then uh and then we go we'd snorkel free dive snorkel everywhere cool. so you did you have gotten into free diving oh yeah yeah I, but, uh, yeah years ago long time ago and and to the point where um i i just was comfortable swimming to deep parts of an ocean holding my breath, swimming around and coming up. I like, I was never, a sp I have been spearfishing before, Yeah, but I, all I shot was a barracuda. Yeah. So, um, but we go to the Bahamas all the time. And so on this sailing trip, I decided this is, this is what my life's going to be. So are you going to do it? Uh, well, I have a little bit of a, a little bit of a career now, so I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I looked I, what happened is I was on the boat and I looked at a guy and he had his boat. He was probably 27 years old and he yeah. had a surfboard netted to the side of it and yeah and it just looked like and he had a beautiful woman on the boat and i just thought this is this is what i'm doing yeah this is where i'll be and so i went to college and then uh rolling stone magazine discovered me and called me the number one party animal in the country and i just got into comedy and i've been in and i think i'm a better comic than i am sailor hardcore yeah but uh <laughs> but when i found you guys i was i got to live vicariously through you guys and i was looking for a hobby you yeah. know, all my friends were taking up flying. Um, Bill Burr's flying helicopters. Tom Segura's flying planes. Yeah. And I don't, I'm afraid of, I'm a, I was like, I guess I got to take up flying. And then I was like, I don't want to take up flying. This is a great spot here for sailing. Y is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys sailed? Are you cold? It gets pretty cold I'm in here. I'm a bit cold, yeah. Yeah, Halston, can you drop the AC? Because he's wearing a fucking blanket. Yeah. Do you want another beer? I, I do. Okay. Halston, grab another beer, would you? 
I wish I could wear clothes the way you wear clothes. They just feel like they hang off you and they don't seem tight. All my clothes seem tight as fuck. So, um, this, this is a, this is Tombolo. What is it? Tombolo. 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 Okay. Fucking amazing leisure wear. Right. Nice one. And by the way, dialed in for you. A lot of this terry cloth stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nice on a boat when you get done for the day and you want to relax. Yeah. So, so you meet Elena. Yep. You tell her, come back to my boat. I want to show you something. So, (laughs) (laughs) no. So, we met out one night. I was babysitting my friend who was super drunk. So she looked over what we've told this story a fair few times. So I, I'm, I feel happy filling in her part for it. Yeah. She looked over and she saw this mustachioed gentleman across the way. And, but I looked quite grumpy and she was like, what the hell, like what's going on there? So, um, and then my friend stumbled into her later on and they were both from the smallest country town in Western Australia. They were both born there. So he called me over and he's like, you've got to meet this girl. We met and I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got a boat. Um, <laughs> and she didn't believe me. And now is this La Vagabond? Yeah. So yeah. this is La Vagabond. Th- this is the, the, the original, the original mono hole, mono Benito Ciclades. I, I, so tell me about this boat real quick. Okay. So, um, I, so when I left the oil rigs, I bought, I bought a boat off three arguing Italian businessmen. And um, I got it. I got it for like a song after the global financial crisis because they were in sort of disarray. Yeah. Um. So they bought it for a charter company. I got it like really cheap. So it was quite new. I think it was four or five years old at the time. Uh, and did you know anything about boats at this time? Zero. Like, n- like actually, literally nothing. Really. Oh, I I'd been on boats, but not sailboats, and nothing that you could live on and. I didn't know about navigation and okay. some and of so, the shit this, I was, was doing where was, this was boat? so bad. Where was this boat? Um, in, in Italy? In in Italy, in uh, Monopoly in, in yeah. Italy on the on the East Coast. So wait, I mean, this is kind of astounding because now you know as a sailor, yeah. there's certain things that, there's certain things that are like, I, I, that I know yeah. that like, if you didn't know how to sail, you'd be like, well, don't you just get the wind behind you and start cranking it up. Yeah. And 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 I, I mean the, how we used to do it was you had to face the wind to get the sail up. Yeah. And yeah, then swing right. it out and catch it and all of a sudden the boat goes, "Oh, and we're turning." Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. That's yeah. it. That's how you do but, it. But but did you know to how to did you know to do that? I I knew how to do that, but the it probably took me 2 years to learn to to get myself to where if a mistake happened, it was because we were unlucky rather than stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so there's so, a lot to learn. So were you just taking this boat out, living on it, but taking it out on easy days and sailing and then coming back? I'd love to say yes, but there was one time when my cousin was on board and I was like, well, we, we were rocking it. We yeah. were having a few beers and I was like, look at that nasty cloud over there. Let's go and check that out. And we went over and it started blowing like 40 knots and we got knocked around a bit. That was off the coast of Albania. And that was, that was one of my first big mistakes. And I was like, let's not do that again. Cause you start reducing sail. So you, you're putting sail away and sail away. And 
So the main sale is, is the, the the main sale. The one pretend I know nothing there. about selling because yeah. I don't. I know nothing about okay, selling. Okay, so there's a head sale and a main sale. Yeah, and mine had two reefs, and it should probably have three, especially if you want to do um like ocean passages where the weather can deteriorate and get bad. Yeah. So I had two reefs in and no no other gear to go down. So we were well overpowered, like way, way overpowered and hammering along. And he had a girlfriend on board at the time. They broke up. Really? <laughs> like uh, later, maybe a week yeah. later. But yeah, this high stress situation wouldn't have wouldn't have helped things. Um, yeah, went, went into a port in Albania. We had to like scale the wall to throw ropes down. We're tied off to this industrial uh, wharf onto a massive tractor tire and yeah that was a bit of a disaster really but yeah just an example of um what like just one example of the mistakes that i was making at that time are you looking for a personalized gift that the whole family will use for the fitness lovers in your life maybe the holidays are coming up and we all know how stressful this time of year is and the perfect gift to give everyone come sometimes relieves a bunch of stress. That's why I suggest you try Fight Camp. It's amazing because it, it it is a meaningful gift that gives the whole family an impactful workout. Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun. Learning how to box, kickbox from home with access to world-class programming, elite trainers, premium equipment, and smart technology that turns your workout into an interactive experience. Thousands of classes, quick workouts, you can do as much a killer workout in as little as 20 minutes. The data that the Fight Camp provides is real-time data during your workout so you can track your progress, work towards guided goals, and see exactly how you're improving over time. And like I said, it's a full-body workout, a brain workout, and it's good for the whole family. Now is the best time to get your Fight Camp. Take advantage of their holiday deal going on right now. If you purchase this November, you'll get an additional pair of gloves for free. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash Bert to get an additional pair of gloves for free all November. Go to joinfightcamp.com slash Bert. That's joinfightcamp.com slash Bert. I'm officially the fattest I've ever been. I don't even know what to eat anymore. Look, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to losing weight to label foods, good foods or bad foods. I had a breakfast burrito this morning. I don't even know if that's good food or bad food. There's eggs. Are eggs good or bad? That's why Noom is great. Noom is here to change the way we see food with a psychologically based approach that looks at what you eat, but also how you eat. So instead of making you feel guilty or regretful, Noom empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet or do two days at the gym or just eat no carbs or no, just drink tea in the morning. I'm telling you, instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's idea of health, try Noom. Noom uses a psychologically based approach to find a healthier balance that's moldable to your life and as a result way more sustainable noom's weight noom's weight cognitive behavioral approach helps you understand your relationship with food how to be more mindful of your habits and gives you the knowledge and support you need for long-lasting change 75 percent of noom users finish the program and more than 60 percent of the users engaged with the program keep the weight off for more than a year no need to fear ruining the whole program with one day off Noom will help you get back on track. All you need is a daily 10-minute check-in. No gruelly early morning workouts or huge chunks of your day. Start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash birdcast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash 
birdcast. So at the time that you that you met Elena, yeah, how good of a sailor were you? Terrible. Really? Oh yeah. And you're the kind of guy that doesn't sell shit short. Like like you you're pretty honest. Like if I told I would never like if you said terrible, it's probably not as bad as as it is, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like I'm I'm someone that every story I tell, I we uh my buddy Tom says I speak in hyperbole. Yep. Everything's a little bit bigger than it is. Yep. It's never you're never getting the the you're never getting the facts from me you're getting the feel from me yeah i don't care if you know the facts i want you to know how i felt yeah so like uh so you so you were terrible and you had been sailing now for two years uh probably probably yeah a year and a half with um but we it it gets really really cold in the mediterranean and miserable in winter oh they i, I i've heard you guys say uh they say not to sail in the mediterranean in the winter right yeah no nah, it's not much fun yeah I mean, you can, but yeah, it's you're gonna get knocked around a lot. Really? Yeah. And so, so uh, for that year and a half, probably four months, the boat was out of the water on the hard. Whilst I went back to Australia, which is what you do, you can do repairs and paint the hull and do all that sort of stuff in really? in the winter time. And so you go back to Australia? Yeah. Would you go back to the oil rig? Uh, I did. Yeah, back at that time. That's yeah. nice. Make a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Exactly. So wait, and that you, was the plan long term. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the plan was long term. Work on the oil rig enjoy your life the, yeah to have this boat in the mediterranean like mates from work and whoever could come over and come on board we'd cruise around and the plan was to work less but yeah i, I mean i had no other way of making money so so when you met elena did you go did you say i mean at what point did you decide hey, i think i'm just gonna live on this boat so i guess that came later after we made a youtube channel I, th I think was the, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd bought the boat and I'd saved up enough money to stay on board for maybe two years or, or something like okay. that, at which point I would make another plan or maybe yeah. maybe have sailed it back to Australia. You, was that part of the plan? Well, I, I, I was sort of making it up as I went along. I was just happy having a boat at that point. And I'm jealous. Around. I'm jealous. Do you go back to that point in your life and think zero responsibilities? Yeah zero clue zero clue and just and no stress yeah you're not i mean you're young enough where you're like i'm i'm not getting sick yeah like I'm, I'm in good shape i'm i'm working my ass off like how i god i would the, love the freedom of of having a boat like i was very fortunate to be around during the resources boom um so i could capitalize on that oil rig work yeah. right and then being able to buy the boat with that much money at that age was just incredible it really was absolutely wild. Do you think sometimes, what if you had taken that money and invested it, or gotten into gotten, Bitcoin? Gotten, yeah, gotten <laughs> <into> Bitcoin. Jesus. <laughs> um. So. So you, you meet Elena, and then, by the way, you say her name different than I say it. You say it with an H. Elena. Often, I, it's so funny. I was driving today, and I was like. I want to say their names the way they say it to each other. Yeah. Because she doesn't just say Riley. She goes, Riley. 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 And, and Elena. I made a joke about you guys on stage in Australia thinking it would work, and it did not. No. No, the joke was. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was obsessed with you guys. I was watching every <laughs> fucking joke. And I said, uh, how many how many vowels do you guys have in no? Because Elena, when she says no, it's no, 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 no. no. Yeah. no. And every, but, but I didn't realize that 
when I make fun of the way you guys say it, that's how you say it and hear it. So you're like, you're just saying it normal now. Yeah. You sound weird when you say it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck. Um, so you, so I, I, I kind of want to get to the part about when you guys decided to get into YouTube, but was the plan when you met her to just, let's just sail. And then when we need money, we'll go back to Australia and make money. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I met, so, um, yeah, my my drunk friend introduced us. I, I convinced her. She, initially, um, she was like, "You don't have a boat." She didn't believe me, and and she actually ran away, um, at uh, on on the first night. And then, but we'd exchanged details, and then you were in Greece. We're in Greece on um in Eos. Have you been? I've not. No. I've been um, to Greece, though. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's a cool spot. It's a really Corfu. good place to sail. Yeah, Corfu. We, I, I single-handed my boat before I met Elena around Corfu. Did you ever go to the uh, the uh, Dr. George's place? The There's the place that all the European kids go and party, the Pink Palace? Uh, probably. Yeah, fucking <laughs> awesome. I um, so, yeah, then um, we exchanged details. Elena looked me up on Facebook, saw my profile picture. I was there on a boat and then she felt terrible. She was like, oh, this guy was actually telling the truth. And then I'd gone away to work um, and left the boat tied up in EOS in the dock there because I met a guy that was going to look after it. Came back and then she and I started to hit it off. And So she, well, she, was, working, she and was working? She was like a- playing guitar and singing really? on the island, yeah. Yeah. So, so when I when I saw her playing guitar and singing, I was like, "God damn, I got to get this girl one. to come with me." That's yeah. the one. Yeah. The uh, so then you guys were just kind of sailing around and just going. Well, if we need money, we'll go back to Australia and work. Yeah, I mean, I had I had enough saved up to last me probably a couple of years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if if that that was the plan, I guess yeah. So at what point did you say, like? Did you say I love you first or did you say, hey, do you want to sail around the world with me first? Um, I don't know. But not not sail around the world, but I certainly invited her on board and said, come to this island and, and then this island. And and um, she quit her job. So it got serious very, very quickly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so. She's from Western Australia where um, spearfishing is pretty big. Yeah. Um, and I took her. I took her on board and it was a really weird day. It's something that I've never seen happen, honestly, ever since. It, it's going to sound cheesy or ro- overly romantic, but no shit. The water was dead calm. So it was like there was no wind for the first five meters. And then above that, there was quite a bit of wind because the, there was not a ripple on the water. And I had the boat heeled over a long way so she could dip her toes in the water and it was glassy and we were just hammering along and we went from one island to the other. Um, we went from Eos to Amorgos and tied off and we went to this beautiful um, Greek restaurant. We had some squid and and um, just the, the local cuisine. So you, you drop your anchor and you reverse up and you tie your ropes off and – you jump off the back of the boat and there's like a beautiful Greek restaurant right there. So you, you're walking sort of four meters and sitting down 
and ordering a, a bottle of wine or, or whatever. And then, I mean, how and then she... the next day, yeah. So it, I'm really turned. Like she had no, she had no forget. chance. She was defenseless against She's defenseless. <laughs> You're gorgeous. You got abs. <laughs> you got a long, flowing hair, a mustache, your own boat. You got money in the bank for two years, and you take her on the. And and I, I'm just picturing toes dragging the water and just going. Yeah. And you thinking to yourself, "Oh, this deal's closed." Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in here. It... We're a pumper full of squid and wine. And see what happens. <laughs> God, that's amazing. Yeah. How many of those do you yeah. think you have in, in your period, in your time on this boat, those picturesque moments where you look at it, you see it, and you go, this is why I am where I am, because these moments are amazing. Like, maybe it's a sunset or a, or a morning where you're the, you're up first. and I mean, every day. Is it really? Yeah. Every day where you're going... Yeah, it, it shit can hit the fan pretty quickly and you can have a terrible time. Um I mean you you could drag anchor or a big squall comes or I saw you and guys. you're very tied to the the elements. Yeah. Um and, and the ocean and Mother Nature. But um the the things that you're talking about every single day. I mean, yeah. there's that one fucking the most beautiful, I mean, image. You you mocked it one time, but where where Elena's swimming and it's raining and she's videotaping her and she's got her mouth open and she's trying to catch the raindrops. Yeah. And you go, Oh, in the water and it's just raining. It's not a thought. No, there's no lightning. It's just raining. Yeah. A little drizzle. I've seen so many of your moments that you've had where I go, God, I'm so jealous. I, I want to be, I want to be in that. I want to be there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's what drew me to you guys. That and you guys were genuinely a cool couple. Like it didn't seem like it seemed like there like you guys would reference like uh, someone being short with someone, but it was it was always like kind of a team. And I thought that was cool because that's like how me and my wife are. How, how do you mean we'd reference being short with someone? Like uh, you'd you'd she'd be like, "Oh, Riley's having a little bit of a way," and you'd be upset about something, but you weren't angry. Yeah, you'd be frustrated with something. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, we get angry and yeah. frustrated. And, uh, I mean, but, 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 but what was great is that you referenced it. Yeah. Like, you didn't just hide it in, in your in your vlog. You would reference it. And, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is a real fucking couple. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that we've certainly tried to concentrate on as the, as the videos have gone on and on. And we get better at, at telling a story is is acknowledging the shit times and and how difficult it is to live on a boat because with, with is, two children it's really hard and then two kids well i saw you guys with Le lenny i i watched you yeah ha have that kid i watched her be pregnant wait how old is he right now uh he's three on december the 6th yeah so i must have been watching this for probably four years because i oh i rather rather i found your vlog started here watched all the way up to there, then watched you guys have that kid. And then I thought, they're done. There's no way they're staying on this fucking boat with a fucking kid. <laughs> you There's know what? And that's what people said. And I was like, right, like, we are going to knuckle down. And we, we did daily vlogs, Yeah, which is nuts. I mean. Very nuts. When, I know how hard that is. Yeah. So, so we, we um, that was really motivating, motivating, seeing those negative comments. Yeah. I was like, do you, okay. you, read, you read a lot of the comments. I, I read, I, I go through uh, phases where if it's knocking me around a bit and, and I acknowledge that, I'm, Elena's like, okay, well, take a step back, stop it. 
Um, but generally speaking, yeah, I've read probably nearly every single one. That's so fucking funny. I remember when you replied to me and I was like, what the fuck is he replying to me for? And you were like, oh, thanks. You know, I've I've messaged you like weird things. I'm sure I'm drunk. That's what I would do is I would, I would drink and watch you guys and be like, just disappear. And, And I know that sounds probably mentally ill that, that if you had said this 20 years ago, You'd be like, so you watch another people live their lives? And I go, yeah, because it makes me feel like it makes me go, I could do that. I could get out there. Yeah. I played tennis with a guy who said, uh, I won't say his name out of respect for what I'm about to say, but uh, he said, be very be very clear with your wife when you get married what, how you guys want to spend retirement. And I said, Really? And he said, yes. He said, my wife, because they were getting retired, they were retiring. He said, my wife wants to spend all her time with our grandkids. And I said, you don't? He goes, I want to spend my time getting my dick sucked on a boat. And I went, and your wife doesn't want to do that? And he goes, well, I don't want her there either. (laughs) (laughs) And and he did. He ended up up buying a boat and just going to Catalina every weekend. He loved it. He loved it. He would be so excited. Friday, we'd play tennis. He'd be like, I'm getting on the fucking boat. You want to come? And I was like, I was like, I was young, and and I was like, no, I'm gonna spend time with my family. Yeah, and, I, want, yeah. Okay, I want to keep my wife. Yeah, but that's like my my dream is to have a boat, sail out to Catalina for the weekend. Yeah, park it in Sharks Cove. Your dream? My dream? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I love my my real dream. My I've got a I've got a better dream for you. What is it? Sail sail the boat downwind. Yeah. Um from from here to the Galapagos to the um, Chiwamotos, to the Marquesas, through the Cook Islands, to Fiji, and then to Australia. Hey, can you map it's that? It's all pull downwind. Up, pull up a, for real. Yeah, it's, it's pull like... Pull up a map. Pull up a map. That's seriously doable. Really. It, I, I'm not going to say easy, but... Okay, how about this? Manageable. How about this? How about... I, how about I, let me tell you how my brain works, okay? Okay. My brain is all about... Uh, it's all about money. It's all about making money. And it's all about... Uh, and it's all about... Uh, making things easy yeah okay so there's hawaii is there's it hawaii so south of there south yeah the galapagos there so you actually yeah you might want to go hawaii and okay down oh, we're actually further north than i thought we were so you know what one of my one of my dreams was to sail to hawaii so hawaii you've been there quite a bit i hey? love hawaii it's my yeah, favorite place in the world I did, I did hear that um but it's it's good, but I don't think it's great for sailing. At, like, there's not so many protected anchorages, and protected yeah. anchorages are just completely necessary. What's a protected anchorage? Um, a place where you can drop anchor and go to sleep and not be petrified that waves or wind or whatever are going to come. Oh, in. yeah. Halston, we may need to close that uh, that computer. Give me one sec. I'm going to close. This no computer. worries, mate. My phone number got leaked, and people just FaceTime me all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, it sucks. You got docs, bro. You got, got How about this, soft bitch? I buy a boat. Right. And then you let Elaine and the kids hang out in Australia, and then me and you sail to Hawaii. I can sail to Hawaii with you for sure. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's easy. <laughs> See, okay, so let's uh, – this is – I want to talk about your story, but this is what really fascinates me. The absolute fear in a big, long sale like that, that, that goes into the planning. Yeah. Like I've watched you guys get ready for one and I go, do you, 
Do you read like an almanac for the next month? Do you know what weather's systems are coming? Do you look at that kind of stuff? So that's, I find that really interesting as well. And, and that's uh, for passage planning. So if we're talking, we're going offshore for at least 10 days, you know, yeah. we're, we're going to go a thousand, 2000 miles or something like that. That's, that's where it gets interesting. That's what separates the men from the boys. Like, yeah. That's, that's the shit. Like it's really good fun. It's, it's very, it's, um, my favorite thing. Really? So, oh yeah, that, that's being, being out there is beautiful. It's different. Yeah. So, um, your weather reports are, are solid for probably four or five days. Um, but if we, you would probably start when, when you're starting to think about this, there's just general routes that people would take. So there's a really good book, um, Jimmy Cornell, World Cruising Routes. So it's going to say, okay, well, uh, in, if you're coming from Europe and you want to go to the Caribbean, you're going to sail down to the Canary Islands in November and then cross the Atlantic. And that's and just that's to the, keep you out of the, it's just to keep you out of the way of hurricanes and you've got the most favorable conditions most of the time. And also you want to be sailing downwind. So you, you don't want to be You're attacking back and forth. For well, a, you just don't want to be beating into waves for, I mean, any length of time yeah. going with them is really beautiful. Really? Yeah. And so, so is, is sailing to Hawaii downwind? From where you are. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And so how long would it, would it take to sail from LA to Hawaii? Do you think? Uh, really fast boats do the, um, trans pack in five days. No, but it's, it's probably more like 10 or 12. Yeah. So what would the vagabond, what would the vagabond do one of those in the the original of vagabond? Um, I'd need to look at the distance. Oh really? Yeah. What's, pull up the distance. So, like, what would it take? Tell in, me some in, of the ones uh, in nautical miles. Is that different than air miles? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, so what? What were some of the the long distance trips you took on the vagabond? Uh, Galapagos to the Marquesas. I can't remember exactly how far that is. Yeah. But it's it was um twenty one days at sea. Really? Yeah. By yourself or with Elena? With Elena and my dad. And your dad. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. And so what do you do when you get to the Galapagos? Do you have to have like a passport? For, so uh, the Galapagos, it's a, it's clearly an amazing spot, right? But for yeah. a sailor, it's really, um, bureaucratic. You've got to fill out all these, all this paperwork. You can only go to, um, certain specific places. You need to pay money to do any of the, um, like, they wanted to. They wanted you to pay money to go for a swim with the seals, which were just in the ocean. So, like to jump in the ocean next to your boat was going to be. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really weird setup. Really, I'd prefer to just um, fly there, hang out, and do that trip on a liverboard there. Um, yeah, I think next time I'll actually just sail straight past because I, I was a bit jaded about. Yeah, the you whole don't you thing. don't seem like the kind of guy that. It's like once oh, yeah, you go yeah. on tour groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, from here to Hawaii. Yeah. So I mean 12, 15 days. 12, 15 days. Mm. So what does uh and what does depends on the wind though, right? 
So then what, what part, what time of year would you do that? Do you think you just read that book and go from here to Hawaii? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would just be a quick Google. Really? Yeah. Best time to sail to Hawaii from LA. And now, okay. Now let's talk about boats. So, um, and but I want to get back to some scary times in the ocean on those transatlantic ones. Yeah. So let's, let's stay there for a sec. Okay. So tell me about the most scared you've ever been on your boat. Um, <clears throat> that was sailing. That was when we took Greta across the North Atlantic. Oh, that's right. You took that fucking, the kid. Greta oh. Thunberg. How the fuck did that work out? Yeah. Um, that was a pretty wild trip. How did you get her? It's a bit unclear. Really? Um, yeah. It, same dude, Jimmy Cornell, that wrote those world cruising um, route books. He he contacted us, but I'd also replied to a tweet um, of Greta's, and then um, Outremer or Grand Large were involved. But I, I honestly, I really can't remember because from that from from the point when we said maybe to all right, let's go, um, it was just mayhem and chaos trying to get the boat ready to go to to do that trip for only seven days and then we did that north atlantic crossing for 19 and it was just wrong time of year and really? just insane yeah, and it was really like everyone got everyone was physically ill right uh i mean yeah people were seasick is Have that what seasick? you mean by yeah Nah, i've never been seasick really no i've never been seasick either nice one yeah but i think that's you're I think, built for it no yeah no i yeah i don't know i don't know I've, I've seen other people get seasick and i just i've seen people do the wrong thing mm. on a boat like i remember i had a, a a director take her monitor under the under the boat when we were we were going out to swim with sharks in hawaii and she went under the boat and into like like the galley or whatever and was yeah. watching the monitor and i was like I, I wouldn't do that if i were you yeah i was like i, I wouldn't watch the monitor at all i yeah, would just yeah. hang out but um, and then she got violently ill, and then we went and out. Look at the horizon. Yeah, that's yeah. I, all I do is just look out like this, and and you, I can get lost in doing stuff with my hands. But and that, and uh, I went. We went out in uh, we went out in Japan to go scuba diving with whale sharks, and the it was the rough the roughest water I've ever been in my life. Like I, I don't know what it was, but it was. You could, I, you couldn't get your scuba gear together. Like it was just like everything's going everywhere, and we're doing it for television, so you had to get it done. And so was we, this the Travel Channel yeah, that you on, were? Yeah, I was yeah. on Travel Channel for a while. Yeah. And so, um, I jump in. We jump in the water, and I'm like, "Thank God!" And we go down, and we swim with whale sharks for like 40 minutes, and then we come up, and everyone's throwing up. They're all over the uh, over the side of the boat, and mm -hmm. I was like. Is it been bad up here? And they're like, <laughs> get in the fucking boat now. <laughs> and then I had the best udon noodles I've ever had in my entire fucking life. I, I was on a, a boat. Um, we were going from Cape Verde. I was just going from one island in Cape Verde to the other. It was a, it was a ferry. And that gets really, really rough there. Yeah. And the the everyone on the ferry were like local Cape Verde people. So it was probably 40 or 50 people that had all vomited and i picked my feet up like i am now yeah. and that vomit was just going uh, like on the deck like this it was horrendous oh god inside a ferry 
<laughs> it was so, so horrible. Oh my God, that makes me want to throw up. I, I, my problem is if I see other people throw up, I want to throw up. Yeah. We all know how hard it is to make something out of nothing. Just the thought of turning that big idea into reality can feel overwhelming. How do you even get started? According to a study conducted by Fiverr, 25% of people revealed they had business ideas in the past 18 months, but nearly 60% of those people never pursued it. That was me my entire fucking life. My entire fucking life. And now I'm doing stuff. And I'll tell you what, I'm doing stuff because I have a team around me to do it for me. Take a look at what I've got. I want you to see part of my team right there on the floor. With Fiverr, turning that idea into something is easier than ever. Millions of freelancers across the globe help clients turn ideas into successful realities every day. Experts in data design, marketing, technology, website building, music, video animation. By the way, these are all people I employ are so, are so ready to help. Simply search on Fiverr for the service that you need, set the timeline, and the price you want. Fiverr will provide a list of freelancers who will meet your criteria. Browse their portfolios, read reviews, and know exactly what you're paying for before ordering anything. It's a simple-to-use platform with great customer service and qualified freelancers in every field. I'm telling you right now, every successful something was once a nothing. That's true. That's very true. Head to Fiverr.com and turn that nothing into a something today. Receive 10% off your first order by using my code BERT at F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Again, that's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Again, that's Fiverr.com and use the code BERT. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. I talk about therapy a lot on on this show. And this month, we're discussing the stigmas based around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy. That is not true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get that bad. And it can help you avoid those lows. Many people think therapy for so-called, that therapy for so-called crazy people. Maybe I'm not a great example of this, but I've been in therapy. I am in therapy. I'm cool to say Tommy Buns is in therapy. My wife, you know my wife. My wife's not crazy. Well, she might be crazy because she married me, but she's been in therapy. She's the one that put me in therapy. Therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to control them and not avoid them. And that we've been taught that mental health should be a part, shouldn't be a part of normal life, but that's wrong. We all take care of our bodies in the gym. We go to the doctor, we go to the dentist, go to the nutritionalist. We focus on our nutrition. Why wouldn't we be working on our mind just as much as all the other parts of our body? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can do it on the treadmill like I do sometimes. It's so much easier that way. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try. See why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And BurtCast listeners right now get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Burt. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash bird. When we went spearfishing, um, we, uh, I can't make fun of anybody because it, it was, it was, it was pretty rough, but it wasn't, I, I didn't think it was rough, but I guess it was, you know, and, uh, and we were in the water for, for a while and everyone was throwing up that stayed on the boat and I go just get in the water and there were sharks in the water. But yeah, I think you're, I mean, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm different than you, but like 
I grew up enough around. I grew up knowing that sh- enough sharks were in the water that it's not really terrifying to me. Nah, especially- awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sharks are, sharks are. I mean, they're beautiful creatures. They're good fun to be around. Yeah, and even spearfishing, they were like, and and I I forget what they were, but they were swimming below us. But they were far enough away that you were like, they're if they come up, I'll just give it to them. I'm not gonna fucking fight them for a barracuda. Yeah, but uh, but that was I was definitely in my phase of watching you guys a lot. Because I was watching you guys spearfish, and I was like, oh, that was like, it's just fucking awesome. It yeah. just seems so great. Mm. When did you get into spearfishing? Um, I, like, as soon as I got on the boat, I, I got right into it. But I'd been into, I'd done some, I'd done a free diving course and a little bit of spearfishing as well. But I mean, um, I'm quite good now, but I, it's it's similar to sailing. Like, it takes a long time to get dialed in yeah yeah how long can you hold your breath for um four and a half minutes okay that's pretty long yeah i got a minute 30 is how long i hold my breath but that doesn't get you down to those no but you come with me i'll I'll get you whatever how deep can you dive uh now not very like when i was young like 40 feet was like where we sat in meters uh 15 meters yeah probably yeah 40 feet is how far that's we good. would that's we would good, go yeah. down yeah um but it was you know i don't know it was the bahamas so it was like it just felt different i went down when i was right before i started on travel channel i went down about 30 feet we were on a snorkeling trip in the in the bahamas yeah i went down about maybe tw- maybe 20 feet no no yeah maybe 20 feet mm. i went down about 20 feet and i i got on my back and i was swimming upside down and I was going to go scare my wife. And I uh, swam into a reef in my head. And I fucked my neck up really bad. Oh, right. And I almost knocked myself unconscious. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember being like, that was the first time I got, I was like, that could have ended really bad. Yeah. I've I've done a lot of spearfishing um, by myself, which is. You're not supposed to do. No. <laughs> Please, if anyone's listening to this, don't fucking do that. It's, it's really? really dangerous. Yeah. Why so? um shallow water blackout so you or or, you know what you just said you bumped your head like some little thing happens or you shoot a fish and there's a tangle with the line like there's just a million different things that can go wrong but mainly shallow water blackout and um the older i get i think the less stupid i've become and i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be doing it by myself anymore really yeah um it's just it really is just too dangerous what's the one there was one fish that you were really happy to get was it a mackerel no a dog tooth tuna was that it yeah was it is that the one i watched you get um maybe i was in the south pacific the the thing is right that that was a tiny those fish end up i mean if i I'll, i'll use pounds they might get to 300 pounds yeah like there they can be yeah exactly and my fish that i got was tiny but it was my fish yeah yeah i'd I'd spent elena and i had sailed all through the south pacific it was just me and her on this boat we didn't have the correct gear we didn't have the right setup like we we were just it was just me and her getting by and we went so do you know what the chuamotos are no. So it's a, there's a, um, on your trip that I'm recommending that you yes. do from the Galapagos. By the, way, by the way, you already know that I'm thinking about selling this as a TV show. I know I have a buyer and then we <laughs> may, we'll make some money 
yeah and we'll sail to hawaii and we'll we got to bring another person we got to bring like uh, how many um, first of all we're gonna have a segment we're gonna break down what boat we want what boat we want and who we want to take with us yep and then what we're planning to do on this trip because i'm planning on drinking so i need i need a, a couple captain, more hands on deck. Captain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's you. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. I, I can not drink or, or yeah. not drink so much. Yeah, yeah. Or or just have other people that can be responsible at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So, um, but we'll, we're going to get to that. But wait, go, tell me about your dog tooth tuna. Okay. So we were on, we're in the Chuamotos. So on your trip that I'm recommending that yeah. you do, you go from here to the Galapagos and then you go to the Marquesas and then just south of there, there's a bunch of um, islands kind of thing. But really, it's just a ring of reef. So there's generally one or two passages in or out. Excuse me. So you've got to um, go at slack tide because if you go in with the tide or out with the tide, there can be wind against current and massive waves or you're going in too fast and you crash into the reef. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty gnarly. But in that particular spot um, where there's the break in the reef, um, the dogtooth tuna hang out just on the edge of that current yeah and we were anchored um just north of a of a really beautiful place called fakarava where um they they shot some of the shark stuff for blue planet there so we're on an island just north of there and we had the boat pulled in in this little we're in this like real shallow awesome little spot next to the town and we could just jump into the into the tender and cruise out of the pass and be um spearfishing right on the edge of the current and there was there was a bunch of um really big dog tooth tuna there was a bunch of massive sharks but i the, in the end i only managed to get a a little puppy um yeah. but it's the fish that i'm by far the most proud of because we we went so far and tried so hard to to get this fish. It's just um, it's a a real. I, I don't like to use the word trophy. Is that it? That's the one. It, but yeah, that's really small. Hey, compared to how they compared get. to three hundred pounds, but still, I don't know what you do with a three hundred pound fish. Exactly. Other than go for a ride. Yeah, yeah. So that they're so highly sought after by spear fishermen because they they hang out in these gnarly currents, and you've really got to go deep to get them. So I was diving down um a hundred times a day to 20 meters and just hanging on for about a minute and waiting for the fish to come in and i'm like flashing cds around like i was using really primitive kit to try and get this thing yeah it was pretty funny i had a weight on a rope like spear fishermen around the world are just laughing their heads off at how crap my setup was really yeah oh yeah it was like really basic and shit but i I got the fish i got i got the one that I have want. you ever heard of kimmy kimmy werner yeah yeah i yeah. had her on the podcast oh really yeah yeah she's uh she, so i'm telling you right now and i know kimmy is in is we get down to hawaii we go spearfishing with kimmy you, you've been with her before no she's it's an open she open invited me and said whenever you come down we'll go spearfishing amazing but there was a little bit of yeah. a pandemic and yeah. she had a baby yeah and, but i i trust me when i say i'm taking her up on that yeah, so she's we go awesome, man. Yeah, she is. Did you ever hear her story about winning? Was it winning the world champion spear spearfishing? So, so they they have these championships in spearfishing. Mm. They're held like they're not just held in all. Be- if you want another beer, we got one for you. Um, yeah, I'd love one, Austin. So they're held like in like weird fucking places. 
They're not yeah. just held in like the most beautiful places. They're like, all right, this one's just outside Baltimore in uh in the Chesapeake. Yeah. And so she goes to the Chesapeake. I think it's the Chesapeake. Thanks, and they man. give her like a list of three fish she has to catch. Yeah. And uh or five fish she has to catch. And they're like, all right, that's it. And then she goes out in her boat and she dives down and she can't see fucking shit. She gets down to like I want to say like to 30 feet, 40 feet and can't see shit. Mm. It's dark and she's just going deeper and deeper going, I can't see anything. She pops up she, and she's getting scared. She's like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's down there. And I just keep going. And, and, I'm, and they're saying, don't worry. Once you get past that, then there's the current. You can see everything. It clears up. Yeah, you yeah. got to get past that. And she was like, I mean, I went that whole first day and was like, I couldn't get fucking past it. And I got back in my bed and was like, ah, this shit's not happening to me. I'm going to do this. And the next day she just went out and just went sink and went, got past it and was like, it was crystal clear. She could see everything. And then she saw all these fish like, oh, pink, 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 pink wins the world champion. Oh, she so, got the world yeah, champion. She was a world champion. Yeah, champion. right. Yeah. Yeah. She is a fucking badass because she just decided she wanted to do this. And then she's the, she's everyone's favorite. Like, yeah, she's and amazing. she's the sweetest person oh, in the yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. She is the sweetest person in the world. That's um, that's so cool. That oh, I got a big Hawaii trip planned for us. Yeah, man. We go Nathan Florence, him and his brother. Him and his brother, uh, took a boat. They did this. You, John, about, John, type, John. John. You know who John John Florence is? Uh, we've messaged each other. Yeah. Yeah, John John Florence. He's got a he's got a gunboat forty eight. He's got yeah. They took a boat. Type in. John John Florence sailboat. He went and took a boat from yeah, like I've Hawaii. Yeah, I've seen these. Yeah. these episodes on YouTube. Yeah, I watched yeah, those, yeah, and I yeah. was like, that looks so much. They're fucking really, fun. really well done. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna. So wait, what size boat do you think we need for this trip? Um, because we want to bring a couple people, and we're gonna need people to shoot it. You could get a. Um, well, what's your budget? Do you do you want a mono hull or a or a catamaran? I think probably a catamaran. Catamaran's more sturdy, right? Sturdy, meaning like less movement, less cameramen getting th- sick. Yeah, uh, so you could do worse than a, a gunboat sixty eight. I mean, that's sort of the Tight, pinnacle of the offshore <laughs> gunboat sixty eight. This is so much fun. So that thing, yeah. Okay. That's very expensive, dude. Uh, no, but hang on. I'm not paying for this. Yeah, all right. we're well, gonna then, sell this. Well, then definitely get this. I just got a fucking. I got a message from a guy who ro- runs a, a a a media company. We'll call it. Yeah. And he just said, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" And I was like, I texted back, nothing. He's like, "Hey, I, by the way, I got this message from three different dudes. I'm on tour right now. All of them said, let 'Let's get lunch when you're here. Let's get. Let's. I'd love to talk to you.'" And all of them were like, I'm not going to pitch you a TV show, but, you know, if you want to do anything. And then one of them was like, hey, man, I want to take you lunch and I want you to do whatever you want to do. And I was like, I got an idea. By the way, I'll fucking sell this to Netflix. Netflix would do this in a heartbeat. Yeah? Yeah, we'll put a bunch of comedians on it. <laughs> fucking sail, <laughs> sail to fucking Hawaii. Ten days. That's a fucking, bunch of seasick comedians. Oh, like. a bunch of seasick comedians. It'd be a fucking blast. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That would be. Do you really follow good comedy fun. at all? Yeah, like a, a like, fair bit. Like who? Who do you like? Dave Chappelle. Okay, we're not getting him. Keep going. <laughs> um, I really love Bill Burr. Okay, we can get him. Guy that you said. Yeah, we can get him. Um, I've seen you with it's Tom Segura, right? 
He's on the boat. Keep going. Yeah. Um, comedians. Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he might be tough. <laughs> we can get. We can probably get Sebastian Maniscalco. Do you know him? Nah. You'd like him. Okay. Trying to think of a like a oh, there's a couple like there are a couple like earthy comedians we could get that would really enjoy that. Like we would really get in. Oh, we need some girls. Nikki Glazer. Yeah. Nikki Glazer would be great. We got to bring Tom's wife. Make Tom and his kids come too. Yeah. So how many people? So does this, I heard this that... is a beautiful fucking boat, by the way. Oh, dude, it's it's. Everything. What's that cost? It's got to cost like twelve million. US, yeah. Yeah. Yep. What? Is, so, so I mean, but you could sell it afterwards, I guess. Right, no, we're just gonna we're gonna lease one. We're gonna fucking get. So, we're, by the way, we're not sailing it back either. We're leaving it in Hawaii, and we're all flying back fucking private. Uh, I'll sail it back. You'll sail it back. Yeah. Okay. But, but better would be. I guess you're gonna you're gonna lease it, right? But if you if you bought it, better. I'm telling you, this trip to go from here down to the Galapagos and then all the way through to Australia through yeah. the Chuamotos, that would change your life. Really? Oh, dude, you you'd you'd come back a different person. You'd absolutely you'd lose your mind and you'd absolutely love it. Seven million. But you you also need time to appreciate that lifestyle. Like you you've got to probably. Nine nine months and you'd have the best you, you'd you'd remember it. It'd be the thing that you yeah. and your wife and your kids spoke about for the rest of your life. Yeah, I'm fucking a little busy. I can't. I don't have nine I can months. Imagine. Yeah. I'm fucking. I don't have nine days. I don't have nine hours right now. I'm li- I'm literally booked to the gills until mid April. What was that place that you sold out recently that you were super stoked on? Uh, Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been to Red? Never been to Red Rocks? Nah, oh, I, I don't wow. Really know. Oh, pull up a picture at Red Rocks. It is fucking amazing. Red Rocks is uh, one of the best, like the premier venues in our country. Is it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You were pretty stoked on it. So I, well, I, knew, it was, I knew it was going to be big. It was 10,000 tickets. So it's a lot of tickets to sell. Yeah. Well and, done, man. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, it's probably the fucking highlight of my career. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Shooting a movie was pretty big my specials i mean like i've had a few highlights but when you talk about like probably the best the stand venue, up comedy yeah, stand sort of up things. it's yeah. probably the best venue i've ever done i've done some pretty amazing venues though also i've done uh i've done i did the sydney opera house so that was pretty pretty good yeah yeah and do i didn't have a good set to be honest with you at the sydney opera house no nah. i had a bad set so when you before when you said did you say that you did a joke about Elena and I, or just yeah. a joke about Australians? About you? No, it was about you guys. But yeah, it was, that's not. It was, there's not enough people. No, 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 us. no. But it was about you guys. But it was a. It was based on you guys, but it was about Australians. Okay. Yeah. Um. So when did you guys start monetizing? Your like, what, when did the money shift? So we we ran out of money. We didn't have so many subscribers on the YouTube channel, and we we just ran out of money. Well, I saw the I saw the video you posted recently, and you got. 70,000 downloads and she's like it's going viral yeah yeah and you're like all i know about viral is chocolate rain <laughs> you're like or this the south good. park episode yeah. riffing riffing on that whole thing yeah yeah so i thought that was i thought that was hilarious yeah but so what was the trajectory of her posting videos was it just every now and then when you started yeah it was almost never like really it, it was probably she'd she'd post one and and it went viral yeah um she would say and then um 
we posted another one and, and it also went quite well. And then we posted another one and it, it actually went probably actually properly viral, but we weren't making any money from it. And I, it, to me, it was a distraction from, um, doing the jobs on board, yeah. which, which were just mounting and, you know, really, oh yeah. The, the, to maintain a blue water vessel is very, very difficult and time consuming. Really? Oh dude. Yeah. It, it's a, it's your life. That, that I mean, whole I, thing. See, that's part of owning a sailboat. I don't think I'd enjoy. Yeah, yeah. So you can get someone else to do that. I mean, when I came back from Australia, I was pretty set that I was buying a sailboat. I was like, nothing too fancy, but I'm gonna spend a lot. I'm gonna spend good money on it. Yeah. And I looked, and I was, and every, all anyone said was, "Don't you don't want to buy one? You want to share one with three dudes? Yeah. Like you want to each buy a portion of it, and you can use it when you want to use it. And then someone else was like, I don't think you'd enjoy sailing a boat. I think you'd enjoy being on a boat." Yeah, and then I got talked into not just buying a boat with three. It went from buying a boat by myself to not buying a boat by myself with buy it with three dudes to just lease a boat when you just rent a boat when you want with a captain, and then you can go out in the ocean and get drunk. That's what you want. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I think that's pretty much what I want. That's what you want. I think ultimately, I just want to be on the. I want to be on the water. Yeah. I mean, I I, I actually just hire a boat and a captain every now and then. I, yeah. know, I know some good people. I I, I well, I'll take you up on that, especially if you know anyone in LA. Because I would love to get out. I love being on the water. I love getting in the water. Um, and I, and, and I, and I, like I said, I just, I think I, I feel like I get power from it. I know my wife feels the same way. Awesome. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I, I initially thought when I was watching your videos, I was like, I was like, I wonder if this is like a great way to work on your drinking. Cause I was like, you're busy all day. You're working. It's like, you ever notice when you're making dinner, you're not really drinking. You have a glass of wine, but you don't touch it because you're making dinner. Yeah. And I was like, that'll be sailing for me. I'll get out there. I'll sail. I'll enjoy so much of the sailing aspect of it that when we get to the place, maybe I'll have a beer, but I'll know I got more sailing ahead of me. So that that is the ultimate, right? You're having too much fun that you, the drinking just fell by the wayside. That, yeah. That's a, that's a brilliant, um, that's my favorite sort of holiday. Yeah, right? That. Yeah, and then you, and then you, by the end of the day, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm actually kind a of a bit sunburned and tired, and yeah, you have like, an awesome night's sleep. You're up early, yeah, feeling a million dollars back in the water again. It's uh, it's yeah, and and I mean, I remember watching you guys make meals on your on your boat, and going like, God, that looks fucking good, like because Elena has is kind of like a, um, she's like a little bit of like a, 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 a insightful dietary person yeah like she was the yeah. first person i heard talk about uh not, not ayahuasca it was uh ask ask when some ashwagandha ashwagandha yeah, <laughs> and i was yeah. like i was like what and then all of a sudden everyone's bringing up ashwagandha to me yeah yeah so she used to be right into all of that stuff and and like probably fairly cutting edge like she was listening to all the podcasts reading all the books yeah you guys um, did listen to podcasts and listen to books on tape a lot or on uh, audio yeah yeah audible books we do a bit of work with them um and then yeah we listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff as well yeah so you guys ran out of money and then you guys did you guys when did you realize you could make money from youtube right so we ran out of money uh -huh. and we went we flew back to Australia and I got work on the oil rigs again and Elena made a CD, which she's very embarrassed about. I think it's actually incredible. Really? Um, yeah, she did a cover of one of the songs on um, Pulp Fiction, which was just epic. Like, I just thought that it was just so amazing. Is it on iTunes? Um, 
I should know that. I don't actually know. <laughs> I've got the CD. Wait, um, what's the, uh, I'll tell you if it is. Elena C it would be under. But um, yeah, and then our audience sort of flipped out. An audience that I didn't even really know that we had um, because th- this was really early days. And Elena, Elena was saying, oh, you know, everyone's annoyed. I'm like, who's everyone? Like what's, what's really going on here? Um, so we went back to Australia. I got work offshore. Elena made the CD and then people were kind of annoyed or angry, but also like brainstorming how they could get us back on the boat. And they actually said, like they said to us, you guys should sign up to this, um, crowdfunding site called Patreon and we'll all chip in per video. Yeah. I have a Patreon account. I didn't even keep going, keep going. And so that took a bit of convincing again for me to sign up because it was, um, it was a new thing. I was a bit, um, hesitant. Uh, after a while we did sign up, um, and we got a whole bunch of people on the crowdfunding like really early. So we sort of signed up and then the next day it was sort of like, oh, well, how many videos can you make a month, Elena? And she's like four and we'd been making one a month. And I was like, are you sure? And she's, she goes, yeah, 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 absolutely, like um, quite wide-eyed and naive at that point in her life, she yeah. wouldn't mind me saying. And so she did it. I mean, she absolutely did it, but she she was going to say yes no matter what, right? Um, so, yeah, we went back to the boat and we um, promised everyone a video every Monday, which we maintained for the next, I think, five years until we had our second kid recently when we didn't post on on. Not, um, consecutive Wait, Mondays. Have you guys only released one a week? We're, we're, we would occasionally put one out on a Friday as well. Really? Yeah. I still got hair, right? I'm 49 years old. I know so many dudes that are 35 that don't have hair. 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35. And once you start noticing it thinning, that's when you do something about it. That's when you got to do something about it. The second you see start, start seeing it move backwards, <clears throat> stop it in its tracks. That's what I did. I did it when I was 22 years old. I noticed I was 21 years. No, I was 22. Might have been 21. Yeah, it was right when I got a Caesar haircut. I had long hair and then I cut it short. And then everyone was like, hey, man, I think you're losing your hair. And I fucking panicked. You don't have to panic. Go to 4hims.com. 4hims.com is one-stop shopping for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness, all for men. It's created by a man that knew that some conversations for men are better handled online. So... You don't have to go to a doctor. You don't have to wait in a long pharmacy line. 4Hims will connect you with licensed medical professionals online, which would save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. You answer a few quick questions. Medical professional is going to review. They're going to determine it's right for you, and they can prescribe you medication to treat that hair loss, and it's shipped directly and discreetly to your door. Right now, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results, and after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, my listeners can get their first visit absolutely for free. Go to 4hims.com slash birdcast. That's 4hims.com slash birdcast. Remember, prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See websites for full details and important safety information. And also remember, that's 4hims.com slash birdcast. When it comes to healthcare, it's important to make sure you're getting your money's worth. CrowdHealth offers more flexible and affordable healthcare options without the hassle of insurance. What are you talking about, Bert? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. CrowdHealth is a community of people who are tired of paying into a broken system. 
Being in the CrowdHealth community can save hundreds of dollars monthly and put thousands of dollars back in your pockets. Memberships are a monthly subscription. You can start or stop whenever it's convenient for you. Simple and transparent pricing, customized to your fit and your needs. CrowdHealth lowers your monthly healthcare costs, and you can see any doctor you want. It's super simple. Using their app, find nearly any doctor in the country with quality ranking score. Scan the bills and throw them away. CrowdHealth takes it from there. Press a button to receive virtual care anytime, anywhere. CrowdHealth gets rid of the insurance middleman and passes the savings on to its members. 100% of your monthly membership pays for actual health care costs, helping the whole CrowdHealth community stay healthy while keeping more money in your pocket. CrowdHealth is able to offer amazing prices because of its community and health-conscious members. For a, But for a limited time, my listeners get their first month for free. And after you've been a member, CrowdHealth will include a fitness wearable. That's 30 days to try risk-free plus the fitness wearable. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com slash fit and enter the code BERT at signup. That is joincrowdhealth.com slash fit and enter the promo code BERT. Remember, CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a community-powered alternative. Terms and conditions may apply. God, it seemed like there was so, there seems like, how many videos do they have on their YouTube, Holston? I think the the number is like 350 or, or maybe a bit more than that. But then there's extra ones that we throw out on a Friday, which we won't number, which is sort of standalone. It's oh, not yeah. part of the chronological story. So you have one point, how many subscribers? 1.6 1. 1. million subscribers. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the recipe is for a good video? Um, oh, it's, for us, it's going to involve sailing. Um, <sighs> but do you, do you <laughs> so the, no, but so I would open yeah, up and yeah. I'd be like, okay, so let's go for a sail. We're going to talk about the sail. We're going to do this thing. Like some nice blue water is yeah, always beautiful good. shots. And then if if we can. Um, uh, live off the land and and have spend some time on the beach as well. That's sort of perfection. Yeah. Um, but in in terms of like it, from a a producer director viral video uh, point of view. Yeah. Um. I mean, titles and thumbnails are important. You need to create intrigue. Is is that the sort of thing that is you're that, after? Is it, but do you guys? I mean, I wondered. I know that like I know that David Dobrik knows this. Yeah. I know that Casey Neistat knows this. Yeah. But it didn't seem like you guys knew that. No. We, it seemed like you guys were like We absolutely did not know. Go that. to their most viewed video. Do you know what your most viewed video is? I think I do. Um Oh yeah. Yeah. I've watched that one. Yeah. So that was real early days. There you go. That's, That's six episode 12. Six years ago. Yeah. And then the next sort of uh, three were all um, in a row sort of thing. They're all two years ago. And yeah. the channel it really, it, it went viral there for a while. I think we got about six or 800,000 subscribers. Um, I wonder if that's when I found you guys. Four or four or five months. I can tell you right now. I'm going to go to Instagram and see when I first messaged you. Um, that was pretty wild for me as well. Getting a message from you, I was like, Jesus Christ. 
Um, <laughs> all right, you ready? I first started watching you guys in, let's see. Two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen is when I found I found you guys and I was like, I'm definitely buying a sailboat. This was me in Australia. Yeah. And then and then and then I just would I This is the show I'm obsessed with. <laughs> this is two thousand nineteen. I can't stop watching. I've watched I'm not joking, maybe hundred and fifty episodes. I haven't sleeping. Yeah, I haven't been, I wasn't sleeping. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I I wasn't sleeping because I was in Australia mm-hmm. and I was jet lagged, mm. and so I was just up all night and I would just sit and watch you guys and be like, like this is what I want to do. This is everything. Just I don't know. It's I think it's like fantasy fulfillment, but it was also that like I don't know. I've said this a million times, but you guys were so cool. And so and so, what like, what is the main plan now for you guys? Like, because you do have two kids, mm-hmm. are you just gonna stay on the boat? Yeah, I think so. We're building that new trimaran. Oh, okay, okay. Let's then let's take a step back. Yeah. So you get rid of the vagabond and you get that French boat, right? Yep. How did that work out? Did you buy that boat? Did you did like a like a YouTube share with that boat? Uh, no. So they helped us with a loan, um, and then uh, yeah, that that was the main form of assistance that we got from Ultramer. Yeah, they yeah. helped you with the loan. Yeah, and then you guys get how much? Can you? Is that rude to ask? Like, how much does those boats cost? Were they? No, really you can see that online. Uh, so, I think it's about six hundred and forty thousand euro, which is it's like, a lot of cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. So, and but you designed it, kind of, right? No, not the Ultramer. No, didn't that's you a have standard didn't you, production? Yeah, but didn't vessel. you? You went over there and watched them build it, maybe. Uh no, we we were making videos, so we got there pretty late and just sort of launched the boat. It was Wait, pretty. Didn't awesome. you fly? I, th- I swear to God, I thought you went over. We to we France. went over and and sort of shook some hands and and said hello to everyone. Um, and so did they reach the, out to you guys? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they had different plans initially, and and I was like, no, nah, we we don't want to we don't want to borrow the boat for a year. We want we, we want it. <laughs> give yeah. it to, give it to us. Have we got a deal for you? But the, but um, <laughs> then they they helped us out with the loan, which was really really handy for us at the time. We couldn't have done it otherwise. Really. And the conditions that Elena was editing under at the time, having worked offshore, I was like, I know, uh, tattooed, hundred and fifty kilo dudes that have been to jail that would not, <laughs> they would not. Uh, do what you're doing right now. I didn't tell her that, but yeah. I was like, we need to sort this out. This is this is a, a bit rough. Really? Oh, yeah. How, how so? We, we would be sailing. The computer would be crashing. Um, she's down below, kind of getting a bit seasick, editing and in a, in a salty, humid environment. It, it was just... It, it, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. You shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. What? what uh, when did you guys... What was, did she, when did she upgrade computers? Cause that was like, she was editing on like a Dell or something, right? Yeah. On this dinosaur. For yeah. Ages. Um, and are you guys still, are you comfortable spending money for, for camera, for editing camera equipment and stuff like that? Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing okay now. Like yeah. Money wise. No, but I meant like you, you seem like someone that would be like, you seem like someone that uses something until it absolutely cannot go anymore. 
Um, with camera equipment uh, and computer stuff, business things that are a tool. Yeah, I mean, you have to upgrade. You have okay. to you have to go with the flow there. Okay, and so so then you got that that but I've I've still got the um the flano the checkered shirt that I was wearing in in episode one. Really? I, I wear, yeah, I wear that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we so did you you sold La Vagabond? We sold the first one to a family in New Zealand. Fans? Uh yeah, they were. Um, not massive fans. I mean, they were interested in in they were in searching for a boat at the time um and then flew over to france and That's took hold of this pretty you had lenny at the time vessel. right no 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 she was no. pregnant nope no oh. that came much later oh okay okay yeah. so you got and then that boat how what's the difference between the vagabond and that boat um it's probably like- it's probably ten times the price, so yeah. it's it's probably ten times better. I Is mean, it ten you, times better? Yeah, you go to do stuff and everything works, and it's it's just a, a superior vessel in sort of every way. It's a catamaran, so it's twice the boat. It's um it's longer. All of the electrics were brand new. Like it's it was a new boat, so it was just really really good. And what and what then, was? Go ahead, keep going. I'm sorry. Well, um. Then it's faster, so you can. And we were sort of we touched on this earlier when you're picking weather and weather conditions as you're looking at a forecast, which is what I I do a lot now. You've got a lot of options if you can go fast, and if you can go very fast, you've got heaps of options. So really, yeah, yeah, to if, run around storms. Well, yeah, kind of to to put your boat in the best position more often, so that you're less likely to have. A disaster yeah yeah you, you can't really run around storms but you can get you can't no you, you're not you need to be really far i mean it um there, there are maxi trimarans that can go at 40 knots and yeah they're going to run around storms um hurricanes go really slow in the philippines hurricanes you shouldn't be in areas that have got hurricanes happening never be in the, yeah yeah just just don't be in that area so but if you were um it really is only 200 miles which is a day's sail to get south of the position where it's likely to be um but yeah with with a general forecast if there's bad weather coming you could get um say south of your position by 200 miles and find yourself with 25 knots of of wind and three meter waves rather than 45 knots of wind and seven meter waves yeah Yeah, okay so which is so that's what you're doing. It's not life and death. It, but it's it. It could be life and death, but more likely it's comfort. Do you have you been in situations where it's life and death? Um. Yeah. When? I would say that North Atlantic crossing. There was a there was a bit of um, a bit of gnarly shit around. Like us. how so? Tell me the story. So. This was the one where we took Greta, Greta across yeah. the across. The and North just so Atlantic. everyone knows, that's the young lady, the Swedish chick. Yeah, who um, who was kind of a, vi- a viral meme and the, I, the and climate change, climate change, uh, climate change, young lady, and um, and I just realized right now, sh- you guys had to sell her because she can't get in a plane. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fucking talk about when you you go. Well, I wish I just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> fuck. So yeah, she um decided to 
sale, which I think is great. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Um, we, and that's a pretty gnarly decision for a, a um a, a, what a seventeen year old girl. I don't think she's the average seventeen year old girl. Yeah, I know she's not. Yeah. I, I have a seventeen year old girl. Yeah, and never in a million years would my seventeen year old be that. That's a very different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but with regards to the weather, we were. So wait, wait, start me from the beginning. So you, you get you get the call that she needs passage. Yep. And you and I would imagine you are like, I don't know who she is. And I imagine Elena's like, oh my God, this is gonna be great. No, I, I knew who she was. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. So we both knew who she was. We were fans, but not not sort of mega fans yeah. of of what she was doing. But I mean, yeah, we're we're um you guys happy, are happy to try and help you, and you guys are environmentalists because yeah. you love the ocean yeah you're inside yeah. you're environmentalists out of necessity yeah kind you're of. like yeah you, you don't trash my place yeah yeah so um then yeah i i touched on it earlier i had this monumental task of getting a boat so a boat you're you're sort of running it down over a season and then at the end of the season you pull it out of the water and you, you do a whole bunch of jobs because it's much easier to do it when you're in an area where there's a mechanic there's a shop you can go down the road you run it down all i'm thinking is like stuff barnacles not not barnacles just things are breaking things are uh it, the, the boat is getting worn down yeah it's it's not functioning at 100 percent. so um it was at the end of the season when normally you would pull the boat out of the water and Elena and I would fly home to Australia, have a couple of months off, come back to the boat, do a whole bunch of repairs and then start sailing again. So we got this call and, and they're like, can you do this? And I looked at the weather and I was like, maybe. Um, and then we had to think about it and I had a, a big look at the weather and I called some people and then I was like, yeah, okay, we can do it. Um, we need to, we need to leave at the exact right time and do everything perfectly, but I think we can do it. Um, what are you seeing when you look at the weather like that? Are you seeing? So I'm looking at average number of storms in a particular area at a particular time of year. So I know in November between the Chesapeake and Bermuda, um, in November, there's probably an average of, um, four systems that go through there that are blowing at above 40 knots, which is shit. Above 40 knots is where it gets hairy. Well, I mean, it's pretty uncomfortable. And then also how close they come to you. And then if there's one here and one here, you're getting, um, uh, intersecting wave trains so your boat's sort of falling down holes so yeah it's it's um you're just trying to pick and then place your boat in the safest spot all the time but then my job at that point once we agreed to do it was to get all of the jobs done which would normally take three months in done in seven days so i was just working for 18 hours oh really oh yeah it was insane man so and where, where were you at the time when you got the call you were in, in the in the chesapeake chesapeake i was remember following you then yeah. yeah and and um so we reached out to our patrons and um wayne um and i've forgotten his wife's name uh 
reached out and they said, yeah, we've got a, a dock on the water. Um, you can pull your boat up and, and I know all the, all the people and we can get a whole bunch of stuff done. So we stayed there for, uh, I guess, seven days, six or seven days. We actually ran aground coming into to his area, oh, really? which is pretty funny and embarrassing, but <laughs> we just ran aground on a sandbank and I jumped off the boat and pushed us off and then jumped back on and we, we motored up the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we, we got the boat ready. We got Nikki Henderson, um, agreed to come and help us. And she's just this like, um, female sailing rock star. Like really? she, oh yeah, she's, she's since having done that sail with her, if there was anyone that I had to pick to go to war with, she she's going to be one of those people really in, in the trench with me Pull oh, Nikki yeah. henderson yeah she's not a, ricky henderson nikki henderson yeah she is a legend do you know who ricky henderson is no nah. oh well very is it good a baseballer friend. yeah how'd you know i just i thought that it might have ricky been. henderson he was amazing is this her yep just a fucking badass sailor yeah she really is man so, and, so and an incredible leader like just really good in the tough times who was really mm. um who was the who was the person organizing this passage? Was it like Me. NATO? It was just you? Yeah. It was like this kid Greta goes, I need to make it to this conference. Can you guys take me? And you're like, yeah. So there's no funding. Like when you, when I saw you guys, you guys were all in like rain gear. That's like you guys getting rain gear. Um there's no like no no company is going, hey, let's give you a hundred thousand dollars to get everything ready. Nah, nah. I didn't so know. yeah, then then we took the boat down and, and we had to, I mean, it got smashed up a bit um, in that crossing, and then really? Elena and I paid for the repairs. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that doesn't seem fair at all. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's like it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but also the thing that I'm most proud of. Yeah. So it, it was. Uh, I'm really really glad that we did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you look back in life, yeah. You're when you're old and 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 your 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 boys are, uh, you have two boys, right? Yeah. And when your boys are talking, telling, they're gonna be like, "Oh wait, I was on the boat with her." Yeah. And you're gonna go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah." That's a that's a fucking feather in the cap. Yeah. Um. What was it? But what was the scale? Like, at what point were you like, "Oh fuck, this was a big mistake." So we left and. We went out. Um, there was this really big system coming through. So November in the North Atlantic, it's getting into winter, right? And, yeah. and that's just not where you're supposed to be. So, and I've I've since looked because I was really interested. Like, where's the worst place to be sailing? What like where's the worst weather conditions in the world at any point in time of yeah. the year? And that's not a great place to be. It's starting to get God up there. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty wild, man. So we we were um, we were getting these pretty horrible forecasts, and and I was starting to think, you know, may, maybe this is maybe this is not doable. We might have to pull the pin. And then there was a one one particular system that was coming through and on on the tail end of that it was looking okay for a couple of days and we really needed to get from where we were past bermuda um quickly and with the best weather that we could 
that we could get um, so that past Bermuda, the the chances, the likelihood of those plus 40 knot, 40 knot storms coming is um, less frequent. Okay. Yeah. Hence the Bermuda Triangle. Hence the hence the Bermuda Triangle. Exactly. Have you been to the Bermuda Triangle? Well, the Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle is just Bermuda to um, the Chesapeake and then down to the Bahamas, I think. So I've, I've probably been in it. You've probably been there. Yeah. 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 So we went out and then we weren't going fast enough. Um, the the forecast and the conditions we experienced were slightly different. The, there was wind against the Gulf Stream, which was causing um, bigger, choppier waves than we had anticipated. Um, but Nikki and I just, we threw up every single sail. Like we, we made so many changes. We were working really well together. Um, but we, we weren't quite getting far enough along our course. And then at a certain point, um, the weather people that we were talking to are like, look, you're going to get smashed. If you stay where you are, you need to head directly South. Now you're just not going fast enough. So and and I, I got a few messages and I was I'd been working so, so hard for the previous seven days and then maybe spent a night not really sleeping that night. And then I was getting all these messages saying like, not you're gonna die, but there is some serious shit headed your way. You need to get the hell out of where you are. <clears throat> and the message that really knocked me around was are you aware? <laughs> it was, I won't say who sent it. Wait, wait, it t- why? Is it, is it like a... Is it's, it a, a, it's a friend. A friend? Yeah. A famous friend? Not, no, not famous. Okay, just a, just a friend but, who sails. Yeah. Um, and he was like, if you stay where you are, our, our forecast says that you're going to have eight meters swell um, coming one way and also eight meters swell coming another, which means that you're you're in big big trouble basically it's that's that's the sort of thing that your boat may or may not be able to handle so you're always thinking about um minimizing risk and and at that point you're like okay well we're in a this is really bad so but all that it meant was we needed to bomb further south than where we were and it was pretty dicey for a while but we made we managed to get like really, really far south, really quickly, because we were just um, Nikki and I were just sailing really hard. And what's Elena doing at the time? Just throwing up, looking after Lenny, man. Oh shit, that's right. Oh my god, yeah, Lenny's on this. Yeah, Lenny's on board. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Is there a moment on that boat where you're like, I may not put my family in the best place, position to succeed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It, I, I felt pretty bad a couple of times. There was there was a point where I got and and there's and this is the other thing about the offshore passages, which um if you don't accept the captaincy role and do want to just drink, you won't learn the thing that I love, which is um just just the responsibility and and what you learn by taking that all on, which is it's pretty cool, man. So I, I would love for you to I can go, by the way, I can go a month without drinking. We do it all the time. I'm supposed to start tomorrow. No, but to captain the boat and, and yeah. to, to accept all of the responsibility. That's where. That's I'd be the, into that. Yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah. But anyway, 
All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm telling you, I'm gonna get your email, and we're gonna, I'm gonna start this conversation. Yeah. And and you, but you said, but anyway, keep going. You, I cut you off. I'm sorry. I'm burping like crazy. Yeah, me too. What's in these? It's the banquets. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we bomb we bomb further south, and yeah, I, I think all I was gonna say was yeah, we managed to get around that crazy storm. Was there a point where you were out of it and you're like, oh, thank God? Or was that whole trip like? Nah, it was that. That was the first one, and then and then then there was another. 21 days of not quite like that but yeah it was it was pretty wild the, the whole thing was pretty wild oh that's the thing that i was gonna say I, I got a forecast and i'd been tired i hadn't been like lack of sleep and then i was pretty stressed so i wasn't really eating um as much as i should have been and there was a point when i got this weather forecast and i looked at it and i just i was so stressed um thinking about lenny and like, what have I got myself into? And I actually saw dots, like dots came up in my eyes. Um, like, you know, when you get concussed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like that. And, that, and I went and sat down <clears throat> and Elaine is like, do you want any dinner? <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just checking just, and I'm just staring at the screen at the, at the nav station. And she's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine. Um, and it wasn't until we'd done the trip and she was talking to me after and I grabbed her and we hugged and we both cried and, oh, I and, I, and I was like, <clears throat> did you, did you pick up on, on any of that? And she's like, nah. And I go, I, I was like, I was so stressed. I was freaking out. And she was like, I, you yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up on any of it. That's crazy. Yeah. So wait, when that one time you were crossing, you were you were crossing and you hit your neck again. Yeah, that was on the. That was an Atlantic crossing. Um, that was the first Atlantic crossing we did on the Outremer. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? How did you hurt your neck? I forgot. <clears throat> it wasn't on camera, right? So the first, I broke my neck in Brazil. Yeah. With my mates on a on a crazy backpacking trip. And then years later, excuse me, years later, um, when I was sailing with Elena, I fell forwards and hit the top of my head. And um, the same thing happened where I couldn't feel my left arm. And really? Yeah. And, and I, I was like, oh, my God. So the first time my C6 uh, fractured and my C7 popped out and twisted. These are parts of your spine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and when that happened, um, my nerve was pinched that goes down to my left arm and I couldn't move it. And, um, yeah, it was, could you feel pretty, it? Pretty scary. Or was it dead? No, it was completely numb. It actually, it actually, it, um, clenched, it pinched up like that and, and moved like this. I couldn't. So I was going, I was pulling my fingers like this and I was like, Oh my God. And I saw the next wave coming and I was like, you're dead, dude. There's no way you're living through this. And my, like, yeah, it was, it was like this. Holy shit. Yeah. And then what happened? It was fine, right? Well, I turned around and, and jumped with it. Oh, so um, oh, keep going. Yeah. In, in Brazil, I had the spinal surgery. Yeah. Um, but on the boat, I was like, I'm not going to be having surgery out here. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do we do? Um, and after a while, it just got better. So the, 
um, piece of my hip and the titanium that I've got in the back of my neck there, which has fused it in place, it just sort of squashed on the exact same spot. And then my left arm went numb again, but then just got better. Yeah. Um, so when I arrived in Antigua, I went to the uh, hospital and we got the scan and they're basically like, yeah, you're okay. And then we called a million doctors and yeah, they're like, yeah, it's just a, it's just what happens. Wow, man. If you hit your head. That's the scary part. I'm making this trip. I'm making this trip to Hawaii work. If you're into sports betting, you know just how quickly the lines can change. When you got a lot riding on those odds, it pays to stay ahead of the curve. So before placing your bets, listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM for the best betting analysis and information. We used to do this in college. We had, uh, we, but it was on beepers, I think. And we were betting college basketball, and we would get the, we would get the the tips before, and then if the tips coincided with what we thought, we were like, all right, we're all in. A lot can change between last night's game and today's odds. The daily tip gives you an early look at all the angles. Hosts Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger break down the big takeaways and make sure you know everything you need to bet smarter with featured guest bookmakers like Odyssey Insiders and BetMGM experts. You got every fresh take on all the action. Your friends are going to be wondering how you know what they don't know. Not that you have to tell them where you heard it. You know what I mean? As much as... <laughs> As much fun as it is to bet on the game, it's even more fun when you got the inside scoop. Ready to bet with an edge? Tune into the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Listen weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. App, 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 app. The, um, where, where, where are you guys at now? Are you guys in L.A.? Yeah, we're staying at an Airbnb. Really? At Long Beach, yeah. That's far away away. Yeah. Jesus. You, <laughs> I know. You, you, you text and you're like, yeah, I'll be there. At, oh, shit. I yeah. Fucking, yeah. 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 That's why I was like, sorry, man. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. And so, and then you guys got a new boat, right? Yeah. So I think probably after that crossing, when I, when we dealt with the worst of the worst weather. Halston, can we get two more beers? And we may need to switch over. There's some IPAs in there. Keep going. Can I go to the toilet? Yeah, take a piss. I have therapy at seven, so we'll wrap this up within the next 30 minutes. Okay, cool. And so so you got a new boat, right? Yeah. So um the after that North Atlantic crossing, when we when we dealt with the worst of the worst weather. Here, try that beer and see if you like it. It's a double IPA. Okay. You okay with those? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. It tastes like Fremantle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fremantle, are you? Fremantle, Western Australia. Yeah, 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 that's, by the way, that's a huge production company here. So I didn't know that it was a place. Yeah. I just knew that it was a it's company. It's an awesome spot in um, in Perth, Western Australia. I go to just, Perth. We flew from there to Sydney to here. Yeah, by the way, the fact that you, where you guys are from is where you're from makes so much more sense about your personalities. Why like is having that? been to Australia, because there's, I, I was like, I remember, I was like, who, who like, who are these two? Like, they still, they just don't make sense that they're Australian, because you guys seem, it's just, it, you have that Australian adventurous spirit, yeah. But like, there's a, and and you guys come off very Australian, but when you guys just recently, I found out where you guys were from, and I was like, oh yeah, because like Perth is like a very very humble place, yeah. Like Western Australia, you go and form there, and it's like sometimes instead of giving you a standing ovation, they go, why did you come here? You know, like. <laughs> 
Thank you. Like they're shocked that you came to Perth. Oh right. Like why would you? you not not like what the hell are you doing? No no they're, no. They're like, they're like they're like they're like. Thanks so much. They're like I can't believe you yeah. came to Perth. You're like yeah. it's a, everywhere is a plane flight for me. There's yeah. no difference for me from there is no difference in Perth and and I know this is gonna fucking piss people off, but like Sydney or Melbourne Melbourne or how you guys say it. Yeah. Like the, Australia is Australia. Yeah. New Zealand it's a, it's they're all plane flights for me. Yeah. So I don't really, but. So so back to the boat. Sorry. Okay. So Having gotta... dealt with that rough weather, yeah, I, I was like, um, it really, it it really made me um, internalize the fact that speed is safety offshore, and and it's not. <clears throat> you really can't run away from storms, but you can just put yourself in the best part of the storm that where you're least likely to have a disaster. So, and, and what I said before, where you can, you could get maybe 200 miles south and be dealing with 25 knot winds rather than 45 knot winds. And mm. you, you're dealing with 25 knots and three meter waves rather than 45 knots and seven meter waves. Paulson, pull up their last boat. I want to see a picture of it. Keep going. So, um, with that in mind, and, and I, I did a big video about the sort of our philosophy of multi-hull sailing and all that sort of stuff, which was really well received um in the sailing community and following following all that to our, this is your old boat right here logical conclusion that's the trimaran that's the one you just got <clears throat> yeah that's being built in vietnam at the moment and that's the that's the catamaran okay so the idea was so elena and i i said to her are you fairly comfortable on board we 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 spend it's our home it's our lot it's it's everything right yeah and she said yeah and i said we've got two kids coming we probably need um, a little bit more room on board, and she she agreed. And I said, I don't want, really want a palace. Um, I'd rather uh, a boat that sailed quite fast and and is safe. And she completely agreed. And we looked around for a long time, and we looked at a bunch of other other catamaran manufacturers. But in the end, um, I really think that Rapido nailed it. Is really that the name of the, is that the name of the company? Yeah, that's the name Rapido? of the, of the pull up Rapido. And I, I'm curious. So, <laughs> so those two holes on the side is that? Can you put stuff in those? You can light stuff. Yeah. Yeah, nothing too heavy. And then, but all your living's on the inside of it. Yeah, so it's sort of it's not quite as big as a mono hull that and would be. Which that one much. is yours? The one, the fourth one over. Four, yeah, three and four. Yeah. Can you click that picture so I can see that picture? Their promo YouTube video is pretty sick. It goes for about three minutes. Really? I'll, I'll send you the oh, link. Oh, wow. Look at that. It's nice, man. It's really, That's really good. really nice. So it's a 60-foot boat, so it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. See, this is what I'm looking for in our trip. We definitely need dolphins in front of us. We definitely <laughs> need dolphins in front of us. I want a whale to show up and us all to get out of the boat into the water and swim with the whale. Yeah. Definitely want that. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> I can organize that for you. Please. Elena's a whale whisperer. Elena is actually a dolphin whisperer. Really? She can get him to come in. Yeah. I swam with dolphins in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, out, out of in the water. This is a beautiful fucking boat.
Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it, and it just sails like the wind. Like it's really? so awesome, yeah. So this is the interior. This is the Oh, nice. So for what you're talking about, having, you know, maybe 10 people on board, yeah. that's that's not the boat. But for right. round-the-world cruises like Elena and I with the family, that's sort of the benchmark. I so let's say. let's type in Halston. <clears throat> so so what's our perfect boat? You you guys. Yeah. The, for, the, for, for, if we're doing like, I'm trying to think. It won't be 10. It's too many people to cover that. We need... So who do you want? You want Brody Moss, John John Florence, Nathan Florence. Oh wow! I didn't know I could pick from them. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> they, I, they, I would drive them fucking nuts. Like they would be like, "Okay, I can't be on a boat with this guy. Jesus Christ, he's fucking doesn't turn it off." But we're only going to Hawaii. That's not that's not that big of a trip. Yeah, I would love. I would love Brody. Is I think is one of the most engaging people. Have you ever seen the video of him having coffee for the first time? No, I've I've seen three of his four most recent. Yeah. He had coffee for the first time the other day, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. <laughs> like, because he's like, he's having coffee, right? So he's yeah. having a, what is this boat? That's the gunboat 68. This is what we want? Yeah. How many people can sit, sleep on there? Uh, I know the guys. I can I can get you the information. You know the guys? So Outremer... Uh, is owned by Grand Large Yachting, who also make these. Is this what John John took to, on his trip? So he's got um, a forty-eight foot one of these, which is which is an older one. Really? <clears throat> so and this how, is sixty-eight. Sixty-eight is what we want, right? It, you you want a sixty-eight? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. Do they go bigger? Uh, I think they could build an eighty for you, but that's pretty absurd. Oh, I'm trying to think. I get I, here's here are the companies get involved. Yeti, we get Yeti involved, right? So that's owned by um, Hudson, who builds H and H's, who are a direct competitor of these. Are guys. you serious? Yeah, we'll pull up. Let's see what. Let's see what. So the, I met him. Let's see what those boats look like. This what I boats? Met, this this is I, fucking great. Oh shut up! I get a master bedroom. Yeah, dude. Oh, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Well, that's what you get for twelve million. And so, and John John Florence has one of these. He's got a forty eight and, and an older one. He's got a he's got a yeah. It's a really good boat. Um, I should hit up Nathan and find out. I'm friends with his brother. I have never met John John. I've, have you ever seen Nathan? Florence? I've seen him. Yeah, he's fucking. His energy is like your energy. Yeah, just fucking positive. Okay, fucking really great, great surfer. But just like I watched him paddle out one time. And he was getting pummeled, but he had a smile just so legend. Yeah, he's he's the best. David Lee Roth traveled around the world in a tugboat. Who's David Lee Roth? Jesus Christ. I'm so fucking old. Van Halen? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay. So, so you, this is the H and H? This is H and H? No. No. H and H sailboat. Yeah, right. H and H catamaran. So yeah, H and H build boats out of China. Wow, that that delicate. Uh, 
Oh, I missed the joke. I missed the joke. You know what China is? China is like a is like a plates and. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, a, these a are mix, fucking a mix nice. of carbon and China. These are really fucking nice. Yeah. That's an. We gotta find the. Drone, that's so. fucking. We gotta find the value in what we're doing and what our trip's doing for a brand. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to get eyes on it. You give us a boat. I mean, if we get Dave Chappelle, then fucking, you know, I don't think Dave Chappelle's going to go on a boat for... You know who um, has sent me a couple of messages and is really interested in sailing is um, Henry Cavill, who is Superman. Oh, really? The Witcher. Hey, wait. See if See who produces Superman. Or go, so his latest Netflix, Netflix series is The Witcher. Is, is Henry Cavill? So if you wanted to do something massive and you could pull it off, maybe. We could do that. We can make that happen. Um, I wonder if Legendary produces it. We might have a hookup. Oh, no. I think you're probably finding the wrong one. Um, yeah, we could, we could pack this out. I bet we could find, I bet we don't even need to do comedians. I bet there's some celebrities that would like to do it. Uh, Warner Brothers. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but who produced it? Warner Brothers distributed it. Who produced it? It was produced by Warner Brothers. Oh, well, they did both then. Um, all right. What's, and find out the best time of year to, to, I hope it's fucking April. June. Oh, that's perfect. The best that's actually perfect. To fly, to sail from LA to Hawaii, June. Okay. That's what it says. That's like perfect for me. Summer is like the I would be ideal. Yeah. We do a huge show. We do a huge show in Hawaii. <laughs> right? Oh, this is gonna be great. And we'll bring this fucking goddess. Jesus, who the fuck is he? It's Superman. He is Superman. Is that is that he plays Superman? He's yeah. Superman. He is beautiful. So he's really interested in um sailing. Really? Yeah. All right. Count him in. We, I'll DM him. I'll just yep. DM him today and be like, hey, yeah, man, yeah. we're sailing to Hawaii if you're in. Sitting here with Riley. Leave your cape at home, <laughs> brother. <laughs> so so you, when do you get the new boat? Uh, so Vietnam's in lockdown right now. It's like hardcore lockdown. So oh, yeah. production is gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of friends in Vietnam. Right. Yeah, because you were... Um, I did an episode in Vietnam, and our best friends are from Vietnam. Right. Yeah, and so uh, I saw you talking to Joe Rogan, and he called you, and you were on a motorbike in Vietnam. Yeah, I was high and drunk, racing a motorcycle through rice paddies in Vietnam. Yeah, and he gave me a fucking great, great, great speech, and then uh, telling you to leave the Travel Channel. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked about that the other day. Oddly yeah. enough. So, That's uh, the one I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Do you smoke weed? Uh, occasionally. Yeah. Elena used to. Oh, bit. really? Yeah. Did you ever have it on? Hey, wait. Okay. Here's a question I wanted to ask you about mm. pirates. Right. So pirates were quite prevalent off the coast of Somalia. Yeah. But the French naval fleet went in with um, a couple of other countries and just blew them all up. Really? Yeah. 
So you don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, I mean, a lot less. Yeah. There's a couple of other places like there's um, the Malacca Strait in Thailand and areas in the Philippines where you need to be careful. Um, yeah, and, and that would that's you're right. That that's organized piracy. Uh, there are places that are kind of dodgy, but that's just traveling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, I've never come across the Jolly Roger with, um, (laughs) (laughs) wait, do you, do you have, uh, do you, do you know the other sailing YouTubers? I've, I've met a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's, I I watched a bunch of them and and they're all pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I think one, the dynamic was like people would come on and off the boat and then jump in and. Okay. And then uh, I've watched a couple of them. I, I tell you what. You would have seen Sailing Doodles, I think. What's that? You would have seen Sailing Doodles. I didn't see that. No? No. Okay. I saw this guy sail <clears throat> by himself in a tiny fucking boat across the fucking sea. And it was and it was one video. He just edited it into one video. Yeah, I've seen that. And you're like. Yeah. And he's like, I'm having uh, hot dogs and onions again today. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, man, you did not prepare. Was that LA to Hawaii? I I think I saw that guy. What is this? Oh, they just go and party balls. Oh, this is like. Oh, this is really professionally done. Like, like it looks like they have cameramen. Like, is that often that you bring gifts and the community community? I will um, occasionally. I'll end up with too much fish, and I'll go and take it to some people and swap for tomatoes and onions it, yeah. yeah we're we're in pretty remote locations so cruisers all lean on each other for for help for sure yeah it's a pretty awesome community so so i cut you off so what's the plan now you got the boat being made everything's yeah. in lockdown yeah so vietnam is in full-scale lockdown um or has been for the last three months so our boat hasn't been being built at all yeah um so Fortunately, we hadn't sold the um, Ultramer, the yeah. catamaran. So that's in Charleston. So we're going to fly to it, go down to the Bahamas and just hang out there when? for eight, nine months uh, tomorrow. No. Yeah. Wait, when are you flying to the, uh, when are you flying? Hang on. <laughs> hang on. All right. So we're flying to Charleston tomorrow. Yeah. And then we'll be in the Bahamas probably a week after that. Really? So we're thinking about flying to the Bahamas um, October 24th until the 28th. Yeah. Is that when you're going to be down there? Yep. No way. Yeah, where are you going to be? We're flying out of Jacksonville. Where Where do you fly to in the uh, Bahamas? This is... Uh, so we're going to sh- be... I shouldn't, I shouldn't be... say on, on air. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're going to be diving um, with the with the tiger sharks in Grand Bahama. Really? And then from there, yeah, we'll, we'll be kind of around Grand Bahama. Okay. Yeah. But we haven't figured, we haven't solidified our trip. We may just stay in Jacksonville and get a beach house and just party at a beach house. But okay. but we've, right now, my buddies knows a small island that uh, is just super remote. And yeah. so we were going to just fly into there, but the flights are super expensive. For, right. well, you got to charter a, a jet. You can't just, like, we can't just go. Okay. So, and so it, we would have to charter a jet. What? Or sail there. 
What's that? I'd sail there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just sail to Jacksonville. Yeah. Meet, how long does it take to get from Bahamas to Jacksonville? Uh, Nautical miles, Halston. No, Jack, Jacksonville. Yeah. That's going to be upwind probably. Oh, yeah. Annoying. Basically, I'm, I'm not going to Jacksonville. All right. Would you go to? <laughs> oh, but you don't want us on the boat with your fucking kids. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a jet there and then we'll fucking. We'll hit you up and go get beers. All right. Let the kids go to bed. We'll have some beers. Yeah. And then we'll do some, we can, we can do some stuff during the day. Yeah. Like some free diving stuff. Yeah. That'd be great. It'll be a fucking blast. What, what I would really like to do. And, yeah. Um, this is one of, you, you, do you remember when you asked me before about, um, the most beautiful experiences that you, and I said, they sort of happen every day. Yeah. But that, that one with Elena, when there was no wind on the water and it was completely, just completely glassy. But we were sailing fast as. Yeah. Um, there was another one of them which you you won't only get in the Bahamas, but um, there's not too many places in the world that you can get it. And we were sailing at maybe fourteen between twelve and fourteen knots, which is pretty fast, but in only two meters of water, and it, it's crystal clear water, right? Yeah. So you're you can see you can make out the details on the sand below you you can see the stingrays you can see the bombies you can you can see the mutton snapper as you're sailing past but really fast and um that's that's one thing that that's one thing that stands out in my mind as like a a highlight of any sailing that i've done anywhere um and that would be really cool if you wanted to you wanted to take your family and go and do something yeah it would be hammering downwind or at 130 degrees under Spinnaker or under Jenica across the Bahama Bank. Really? Yeah. Okay. Put that on my bucket list. Yeah. Put that on my bucket list. Dude, it has been a pleasure uh, meeting you finally. I mean, cheers. Thank you, you too, for mate. doing this. I know that you're not, I knew that you're not much of a, like, a, you're not much of a showman. You're not in this for uh, any sort of celebrity or notoriety or fame. You kind of just do what you do and it gets filmed and it gets put up. And I think, that's part of the reason I, I found you engaging is that you are this reluctant kind of uh, reluctant entertainer. Yeah. You know, and I, but, and, and I know that the podcast isn't in your comfort zone, but I, <laughs> I sincerely appreciate you doing this. Man. Oh, thanks a lot. And, and I yeah. will figure out our trip in June to Hawaii. I'm going to hit you back and we're going to get one of these boats. We might, we might try to do a deal with Yeti. I yeah. think that might be the fucking. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. But well, uh, I've got, I can, uh, yeah, I can send you the details of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your, I'm gonna get, I, I get bet emails probably best for you, huh? Yeah, WhatsApp or yeah. Andrew can send me a thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I appreciate you doing this, man. No Thank worries, you very man. much. Thank you. Awesome. My pleasure. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.